0: Rundown Nation, welcome to the college football rundown. I'm Woj, and I'm Walt. And we got a big week coming up here. Some good games, but it's an even bigger week, Walt. It's a special week because I play you in fantasy this week, Walt. Oh, is that the case? I didn't even know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is the case. That is the case. Uh, what, what what what's what uh what game plan do you got here against me?
1: Uh, well, I guess I better pick up my paying attention uh aspect of it other than that i don't know it's you so i'm not not that worried really i guess i don't need to pay that much attention
0: okay okay well i'm pumped i'm ready it's uh it's a bye week for some teams so it's it's tough but uh there was some there was some movement in the trade block this week so that was exciting to see Uh, but we'll see what happens when it comes to game time wall Uh, I'm a little bit worried about my LSU quarterback, Max Johnson, just because a lot of his receivers are down. But we'll we'll get to that a little bit later. First off, we got uh, DraftKings League. Uh, James 03, the real Jay-Z, won big with 256-44. Hope you put it in a real money game there. Uh, He had K.J. Jefferson, who went off last week with three rushing touchdowns, including his passing touchdowns. Scored 53.4 four points getting him 129 per point uh, that was pretty crazy uh, and then his running game was strong real Jay-Z's running backs were strong at Sean Tucker from Syracuse and drayvon Henderson from Ohio State combined salary of 147 scored eighty four point one zero points making 175 per point from his running back so uh strong day from his running back crew he had a strong day from his quarterback crew all around a pretty good day for their the real jay-z there hope he won some money uh in second place we had kyle and then in third place we had uh
1: ruiz well you
0: just keep rolling in this league well, what's going on here
1: i don't know i'm not happy i lost last week i mean i had a pretty good score and then this guy goes in there and drops 256 on me i mean come on Woj, that's that's a tournament winner right there I, no that, I don't know. I'm, that's... it is right
0: yeah, I mean that, that was a good good game. I hope he, uh, like I said, I hope he put it in some cash games or some some tournament games and won some money there because that was that was a good week. He had a good lineup.
1: Well, you notice one thing, Woj. Our our, our league in general is really starting to get some scores up there. You know, the sc- scores are much better than the past few years. Just everyone really. So you got to stay consistent if you if you want to win. I think because no longer is a hundred you know ten points going to get you a win in our league. Not yeah, and
0: like, and I'll just talk about like putting those into tournaments. And if you're just doing single entries, like, make sure when you do when you want to put that into a tournament, doesn't even have to be a big tournament. Say like a dollar, or a two-dollar tournament, or even a five. But make sure that it's a one-entry tournament where it's not a multi-entry tournament. Because if you're doing that and you're going up against these multi-entry tournaments, while it's it's a different game. Like people are doing different things to. Uh, it's too hard if you're just going to put one entry in one of those when you can just do a single entry tournament and and be much better off. And if you score 256, you're, you're pretty much guaranteed money at that point.
1: Yeah. When you, when you're doing the more than, you know, the multi-entry tournaments, you're dealing with quants, you're, you're facing a computer essentially that is better at statistics than you. So unless you get, it's, it's pure luck at that point, Woj, if you, if you're in those multi-entry tournaments. So I like what you're saying, but, um, those single entry tournaments, they're they're the only way to go if you're gonna do a tournament anyways, I think
0: and uh if anybody from DraftKings or FanDuel is listening uh please bring snake drafts to college football yeah. because i there played in one in nfl and and given i don't know much about nfl i'm not in an nfl fantasy league or, or anything so uh, i did one and it was kind of fun it was it was a cheap one because i did wasn't quite sure about nfl but bring that the college football do it based on conferences i don't care what you want to do it on but that is so much fun, Wall, They need to bring that to, to to college for sure.
1: Yeah, a couple of those MLB ones, which I, I did them over the summer just for fun. I'm not really trying to win money, but they're fun to do. And I think if you really put some time into it, you can make it a profitable, you know, experience.
0: Yeah, for sure. Uh, this week, the DraftKings League will be uh, Saturday 12-game slate. I'm not going to do a, uh, a recap of our winners or so far. I did that last week. I'll probably wait a couple more weeks till we get there. Um, and then we'll see how close we are right around that eight-week mark, where uh, where people are sitting. Wall, but you're sitting pretty right now. I know that. I think you're uh, you're leading uh, both categories right now. Uh, if not, you're very close.
1: But, <laughs> that was my goal. <laughs> yeah,
0: this week's uh, the last week's games. Well, 50% of the AP top 10 wall is Big Ten teams. How about it?
1: That's pretty pretty cool. Well, was considering just two or three weeks ago, I was hearing people constantly you know, bashing on the Big Ten, how they're not any good, which you hear year in and year out. But, I mean, there's no question about the top conference right now.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's just teams like Michigan, Michigan State, Iowa, Ohio State. I mean, they're just rolling. They're doing awesome. It's fun to watch. Uh, you still have a bunch of other good teams up there. We saw Bama lose to Texas A&M. What was up with that? Well, I mean, that. I'll just say this. Bama's defense looked tired at the end of that game especially their defensive line
1: well I, I mean we we talked well twice this year I think it, it was at least twice it might have been three times I know in the season preview I mentioned how AM was going to be the team if any that beats Bama so I'm not going to say this really shocks me I'm going to say that you know you like you were saying they look tired in the fourth quarter that kind of shocks me I mean they got third de- you know third string it doesn't matter what position, running back, cornerback, <laughs> yeah, yeah. linebacker, third string people that could be a starter in any other team. So to hear that, it's a little, bef- you know, befuddling, I guess. But it doesn't surprise me that A M is the one that dropped that most. Not at all. We've actually talked about it a couple times.
0: Calzada, the, the quarterback that has come in, and, man, he had the game of his life. Uh, he played amazing. And like I said, he just had so much time in that fourth quarter to do whatever he wanted. And I'm sure the 12th man at A&M, the, the Aggies there, I mean, sure, that, that helps. That stadium was going wild,
1: ball. Yeah, it was. And it's A&M, that's why you got to expect they're a team that might drop one of the big guys. They, they've they done it time in and time out. remember a couple of years ago, they dropped Clemson, which that was a good game. I remember I had uh, A&M on the money line in that one. It must have been four or five years ago. you are getting old now. But, yeah, that A&M, when they're at home, man, you got to watch them to, you know, it can upset any team when they're at home, especially.
0: Yeah, uh, it, you know, Bama's numbers overall in the game were good. Uh, they they won in yards by quite a bit. I think it was 500 and something to 300 and something. Uh, they won in time of possession. They won in first downs. You know, the things that hurt them were the two turnovers and the eight penalties for 82 yards. Uh, you just can't do that. There were multiple pass interference calls, and you just can't do that, especially with a guy back there that wasn't necessarily comfortable in the position and called there up to this point. And now I, I think he's going to start rolling. I, I think he's got that comfortable, uh, comfortable footing under him after beating the number one team in the nation.
1: Yeah, it but, was always it was questionable whether they should have been number one in the first place, though. That's something we definitely talked about. Georgia, the rightful number one team in the nation, had definitely claimed before this to be number one.
0: I would 100% agree with you. Uh, moving on, we have some Big 12 teams that played like a Big 12 team. Uh, Oklahoma beats Texas 55 to 48. Well, I'm going to be honest with you. After the first quarter wall, I started switching to other games. And then I switched it back in the fourth and I found out this was happening. But man, uh, Oklahoma did not look good early. Rattler sat for the second to- second straight season in this rivalry game. Uh, He got sat and it's just, I mean, it was a big 12 game. There was a 1,158 yards combined offense. I mean, where's the defense? wall other than obviously the interceptions from Rattler.
1: It was, it was bad, Woj. I mean, this game, and it's a hard thing to say. And I'm wondering if I should say it, but Texas was the better team in that game. There's, they play 15 minute quarters, right, Woj? So let's, let's do the math on that. Does that, that's a 60 minute full game for 50 minutes of that game, Texas was the better team and not just mm-hmm. the better team, the much better team, the dominant team in that game. Yet somehow Oklahoma comes back and wins that game.
0: Yeah, it just didn't make sense to me like you said. Uh, there's 7 minutes left in the game and they they, they had the Texas had the lead up till 7 minutes left in the game. I mean, it's just they they had control of that game. If you're out to a 28 to 7 start in the first quarter wall, Play some defense, run the clock out, do whatever you need to do, but slow it down. What happened yeah. to get that to 55 to 48 is on Steve Sarkeesian. And that is, in my mind, it's, a, it's his loss right there. there. There was no excuse after a 28 to 7 first quarter lead.
1: You have a whoa! Well, you, I'm gonna, I'm gonna just jump on you right there. I'm gonna, I'm gonna pounce on that idea you have. It's 100%, Steve Sarkeesian. It's not like they don't have a running back. We talk about him week in and week out, right? We're talking yeah. about the big boy, B. John Robinson, run the ball. And you don't put a true freshman back there in a big rivalry game such as this, one of the biggest games rivalry-wise in the nation, I will say. You don't put a true freshman back there to return the kicks, whoa! That's Steve Sarkeesian. Blame that true freshman all you want. That's Steve Sarkeesian's fault. He should never have that young man in that position.
0: Uh, I, I agree. And uh, Texas was my pick'em. I thought it was locked in pretty solid, especially after that first quarter. Turns out it was not. Uh, unfortunately, even getting the extra 3.5 uh, on that, but yeah, Steve Sarkeesian blew that for Texas fully. I, I, I believe that one wholeheartedly. Um, that was Texas's win, and and he just gave it away. But talking about good wins, while. Well, we had our Iowa Hawkeyes beat up on those Penn State Nittany Lions. 23-20, to Wall, well,
1: Big Ten battle. Well, that was the outcome I was hoping for. I'm not going to lie to you. That's what I wanted to happen, which I wanted Iowa to win that game. You'd probably never believe me if I told you that, but I wanted Iowa to win that game. They did. They won it in fashion, too. I love the fact that Penn State went up in this game. Iowa came back, which is something that, they really hadn't I mean at any point in the season hadn't had to worry about that too much they've been in full control of every game they played so far but it was great to see I mean I don't want to see Iowa get down but it was great to see them get down and then fight back because that going forward in the season mode, that is awesome and what a great game that was what a great game it was a great game you know Penn State defense
0: really showed up I mean Iowa got turnovers early uh, they only scored three points out of, I think, the three turnovers in the or I th- actually think we ended up with four. But early on in the game, we picked off Sean Clifford, and I, I thought at that point it, it was all over. But that was the <laughs> only field goal we got out of all of our turnovers. And, I mean, their defense played well. Uh, our offense didn't necessarily look that great. But, again, I, we were playing a much better defense than we've played all year long. Um and the thing about it is, and everybody's going to talk about, it, is Taquan Roberson came in for Sean Clifford after he got hurt, and you know that's what Iowa does. Wall, Iowa confuses the quarterback, confuses the line. Their line is so good at just creating chaos, and then they just get these these either turnovers or forced turnovers and sacks where they, the quarterback gets roughed up and injured. I mean, that's just Iowa's D. I'm not going to say that we won that game because of that, but it was a big part of it, and it's not and it's not just a one-off. Iowa's been doing this all-season, wall where they've been getting to the quarterback, creating that confusion, creating that chaos, and getting turnovers because of it. And that's why Iowa's D is so good because they're so good up front in doing that. And, yeah, Taequann Roberson didn't look good. Offense struggled as soon as he came on the field. I know uh, with the faithful fans over at Connect there, they were really giving – the offensive line a hard time because it was so loud so number 70 was doing the uh, the snaps for him where he would hit the guard would hit the center with his arm to to get him to go with the with a snap and they just weren't on cue they had 10 penalties for 59 yards and I think at least three quarters of those were just false starts while.
1: Yeah, I mean there might have been five of them in a row, which I, I don't remember what that drive was specifically, but I, I'm pretty sure they, they lost more yards than you can lose in a in a one drive. But anyways, I, I digress, but it was it was definitely the defensive line from Iowa, Woj. And it, it has been your you know the whole year. The the thing I'd like to say is that you, you know, these uh people there, these talking heads, they like to say, Well, I was getting a lot of luck, you know, they're getting a lot of turnovers. When you get a lot of turnovers over the standard deviation of the turnovers you should be getting, that's luck. No, it's not if you watch how Iowa plays football because you said that they're getting to the quarterback. Even when they don't get to the quarterback, Woj, what are they doing? They're getting their hands in the air. They're getting separation first from the offensive lineman. They're getting their hands in the air to block that ball. And I'd say, I don't know about 50%, but just you know, probably 25 30% of the receptions have come from a defensive lineman pushing off on the offensive lineman, giving effort, tipping the ball when he knows he's not really going to get a stat for it and then one of the defensive cornerbacks or safeties catching it for an interception. That's just a hustle play. It's a hard play. It's a havoc. You were talking before about, you know, defensive line being great. They have a thing that actually rates the defensive lines. Maybe we'll get into it one day, but that's why Iowa's defensive line such it has such a high havoc rating. They do things like that, Walt. It's great to see. That's that's why we're never two in the nation now, baby. Two in the nation. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And for all you offensive guys out there that like to watch offensive football, I'm talking to you, Mississippi State, and Mississippi. But if you watch this game and you're getting bored, watch the offensive or watch the defensive line. Watch the game in the trenches. That's where it actually gets exciting, especially when you're watching Iowa, like Wall says. It, it just creates havoc. They create chaos down there, and it's awesome to watch. They're just like animals running around. It's so, so cool. But let's uh, let's get into some of the games for this week. We got number one, number 21, excuse me, not number one, number 21, just beat number one, but number <laughs> 21, Texas A&M, four and two at Missouri, who's three and three, 11 a.m. on the SEC network wall.
1: Woj, oh, you figured out how your, your mind tricked you there. They just yeah. number one. That's, that's where your mind is tricking you. I like how you figured that out so quickly. Uh, eight and a half. That's what a ms given in this one. Eight and a half, over under a 59 and a half. Missouri's plus 260 in this game. I mean, I I watched most of that AM BAM m Bama game, Woj. Oh, I watched most of the game. I didn't watch all the game. I'm not going to lie. I didn't watch all that. I watched most of it, though. And AM's a good football team. Yeah, I get it. They're not at home this week you know but you know what also they're not this week they're not playing the number one team in the nation they're playing missouri and they're barely giving over one score they're giving half a point over one score so i'm liking a m in this one i think that the question is going to be do they bounce you know not bounce back but do they continue after that you know you can have a little bit of a, a celebration hangover i'll call it after you beat the number one team in the nation so question is does that happen to them or do they continue with their greatness as it is AM? And I think, considering Jimbo Fisher, I think you'll have the guys in the right place. So I'm really liking AM minus eight and a half in this one. Missouri's 0 and 6 against the spread on the season. You got to kind of account for that. I bet you the linesmen, you know, the linesmakers are shading this a little bit because, you know, if you're a linesmaker, you don't want an 0 and 6 record. That's that's your job, that's your livelihood. So they're probably shading a little bit, but I'm going to go ahead and take AM anyways in this one mode.
0: Yeah. In the slate, current slate for DraftKings, Missouri is giving up the most points per game at 37.5, most yards per attempt in a pass at 8.2, most passing TDs at two, most rushing yards at, get this number, eight two hundred 286.8 rushing yards Missouri gives up a game. 286.8 and three rushing TDs a game. So when I'm looking that, at that, I'm licking my lips at Isaiah Spiller, who's only sixty-six hundred this week on DraftKings. Sixty six hundred, you heard that. Isaiah Spiller is only sixty-six hundred. And then you have the backup who's been amazing as well. Great cash game play in a cane, and he's only fifty one hundred. So either one of those guys you could play and they're just gonna they they should just eat him up alive. Another play here, if you really think they're going to go for the pass game and move it down the field, is Anaya Smith. Man, he came back versus Alabama. He had a great game. He's only 4,400 this year, and he's he, this this week, and he's leading the team in target percentage. Uh, again, coming off that huge game against Alabama, Calzerda is is now comfortable, and he's comfortable with Anaya Smith and getting him the ball. And a. Smith is such a playmaker. They get the ball in his hands, and he's great, and he's only 4,400. But Isaiah Spiller at 6,600, I
1: think, is a steel wall. Yeah, I, I like, I've like, i liked him all year, Woj. I mean, he's been performing. I like how you brought up Spiller, too, because he's somebody – we had really high hopes for at the beginning there, but he hasn't really you know, hit the headlines, I guess I'll say. We haven't talked about him much here on this podcast. We probably haven't given him the credit due. But A.S. Smith, yeah, take him. He's a stud, Woj. He's a stud.
0: He's a stud. All right, big game coming up here for Georgia this week. They got number 11, Kentucky, 6-0, heading to Athens. uh, Who? It'll be at 2.30 p.m. on CBS Wall. Uh, This is a big game for Georgia, but I don't know if the odds makers agreed or not here.
1: (laughs) Butch, this is is insane. I mean, if you guys are driving while I'm telling you this spread, you know, pull over because Kentucky – plus 23. Well, you just mentioned that's a 6 and 0 Kentucky team, number yeah. 11 in the nation, and Georgia is giving them 23 points. I mean, that's <laughs> incredible. And then when you consider the over under at 44 and a half, what are they saying Kentucky is going to not score a touchdown? Maybe get a field goal <laughs> because it's just insane. Georgia's minus 2,000 on the money line. You can't really bet the money line on these guys, but you know, I I don't know I'm going <laughs> to I'm gonna disagree with it, Woj. Well, I mean, what do you say right off the bat? You disagree with that?
0: I, I don't disagree with it. I don't. I don't no. think Kentucky's gonna be able to move the ball versus Georgia. I mean, Georgia just—you've said it before. It—they're just—it's stifling their defense. It's—they suffocate you. I mean, there's nothing you can do. I mean, maybe they can run do a little bit of running the ball with Rodriguez. I mean, he's a pretty good running back, right, Wall?
1: I mean, yeah, Rodriguez is a good running back. He's the, I mean, yards wise, he's the best in the SEC. He's top in the SEC, but a lot of SEC teams use more than one running back. Kentucky will rely on only one running back. So I I, I think it's going to have to be Levis that is the key to this game for Kentucky. He's going to have to put them on their shoulders because they're, I think they're going to load up to stop Rodriguez. I really do. I think they're going to be in a lot of man-to-man coverage. So the question is, can Levis hit his receivers over the top? I, I don't know. I mean, We're talking about a really good football team getting 23 points. So if someone – people ask me every week, hey, what do you think about this game? What do you think about that game? You know, I'm not going to pound the table and say, hey, don't take Kentucky. Normally I would say, hey, don't take the team that Georgia's playing, the best team in the nation. Don't take the team that they're playing. I I don't know that I'm going to pound the table and say don't do that in this one just because it's so many points for a very good football team. But, you know, Kentucky, if they want to – they could win this game, Woj. It's not out of the realm of possibility, but I'm going to concentrate on them covering the spread. If they want to cover the spread, they're going to need some help from that Georgia offense, whoever the quarterback ends up being, Bennett, who knows. But they're going to need the quarterback or one of their three running backs over there to get some turnovers. Kentucky's going to need a little help to cover the spread in this one, I think, because Georgia just, they're really good, Wosh. They're a really good football team. But if they get a little help with those turnovers, they could cover the spread. its It's definitely not something I'm taking, though.
0: Yeah, as far as Georgia in uh, DraftKings, their running backs kind of share the ball too much to really pick out anybody that that's worth money-wise. Uh, you meant you talked about. Um, the starting quarterback in, in Bennett might be playing, but Josh Daniels still might play this game. We don't know, but Josh Daniels right now is only 6,800, whereas Bennett 7,000. And I really like it. If Josh if Josh Daniels plays, I, I would love to go with him, especially considering Josh Burton is going to be back at wide receiver this game, which is a big bonus because Daniels he loved him uh, and he's only 5k. But uh, yeah, I, I'm not sure about Kentucky. Josh Alley is not, Going to play this game likely, Um, and that's one of their better wide receivers with Wondell Robinson being their number one. But yeah, it's just one of those things where they're so reliant on just a couple players that they're just going to have to have a game of their life, in my opinion. 23, maybe it sounds a little heavy, but maybe 20 sounds about right to me. But I, I think Georgia handles this game pretty handedly well. Let's move on to number 19, BYU 5-1 and one at Baylor, who's 5-1, 2.30 p.m. on ESPN Wall.
1: Yeah, they got to go play those Bears at home, Woj. Play the Bears at home. BYU plus six and a half over under a 50 and a half. BYU is plus 200, and I want you guys to remember that number because I like that money line, plus 200. Woj, have you seen the special jerseys for this game by any chance? I have not. BYU is bringing special oh jerseys, goodness. huh? Oh, they're Navy. They're just Three navy colors. One, two, three. None of this fancy crap getting stripes and getting, you know, <laughs> I don't know, glitter on the jersey. No, no, no. Three, all three wait, pieces. Wait, time out. Color, Who woge? puts
0: glitter on their jersey in college football? I don't know. Law. Probably <laughs>
1: somebody out west, Oregon, maybe. Yeah, wear oh, okay. I think we're some weird ass. see that. Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> but these jerseys are the tits, Woj. Straight up navy. That's how they're wearing. They're coming and saying, hey, we're not gonna try to be fancy. We're just gonna try to run the ball down your throats, even though they are a pretty you know, balanced team as I see it. The, the thing I'm looking at in this one, mode and if I had to pick one stat, I could only look at one stat for every game. I'm looking at third down stats. One specifically, I'm looking at third down conversions because if you're getting third down conversions, that means you're getting yourself in a good position, likely on third down. You're doing well on first and second down. You can see a lot from that third down conversions. BYU's at 43%, which is pretty good, you know, especially for that balanced run-pass team. Baylor this year 3-0 against the spread at home. I think the linesmen, you know, they're they're accounting for that. They're changing things up. I'm going to take BYU here, Woj. I'm going to take them straight up on the money line. You know, two plus 200 means that essentially Baylor wins two out of three times they play this game. I don't think that happens, so I'm going to take my chances. Again, I know that it's not over a 50% chance I win this one, but I'm liking the odds I'm getting here. I think that, you know, BYU wins more than once out of every three times these teams play.
0: Yeah. Uh, Interesting note here for DraftKings players is Greg Bohannon from Baylor. He's only 6,300 this week. And Bohannon has had a touchdown on the ground in every single game this season, or is averaging a touchdown on the ground every single game this season. And he's averaging almost two touchdowns every game this season in the air. So his stats have been pretty wild. And for someone that's 6,300 on DraftKings, that seems crazy. That seems like the super flex spot to me, Wall, It just sounds juicy. It's an on-the-cheap Quarterback, and I mean, they're implied for 28.5 points, but they, he can still score a lot of those points. Well,
1: <laughs> hey, I'll take your word for it, Wilch. I I'll take your word for it. You know, I, I they're more of a team, you know, a team oriented team. I hate to use the same term, but hey, if you think so, Wilch, I'm gonna put him on my team. All right, well, I know you're gonna like this one,
0: Troy, who's three and three at Texas State, who's two and three, 2 p.m. ESPN plus.
1: You know I'm going to like it, Woj. We're talking about <laughs> Troy at Texas State. Neither one of them has a winning record. Why is it, Why are we talking about this game? Because I like to make money on college football, and this is one I see a little bit of potential, Woj, a little bit of potential sprinkled in there. Texas State minus seven, seven and a half. Actually, I wrote that wrong. It's Troy, I believe. It's minus seven, seven and a half, over yeah. under a 48. Texas State is plus 225 in this one. You know, Texas State coming off a great game last weekend, four overtime game against South Alabama no scoring Woj in the second and third overtime by both teams you know I I didn't know how to look into if that's happened before maybe Woj can look into that but I I don't ever remember that happening Woj Uh, I don't either that that's kind of a unique stat there it sure is I mean I think we're going to see some effects from this game here you got to remember these are these are football players you know these guys aren't playing you know baseball or golf or something where you're not physically active, getting pushed around by someone else. You know, when you play an extra, you know, they went to fourth overtime. It's a, it's kind of like, you know, having two more quarters, you know, paying another 50% of a game. That's going to wear on a team. So I'm I'm really liking Troy here. I think Texas State might be a little wore down. Troy has Gunnar Watson. You know, he might get the start again. He got the start last week. Uh, their normal starter got banged up against, I think they played uh, Arkansas. It was some SEC team the week before, mm-hmm. so Gunnar Watson stepped in. You know, if he plays again, I he played really well against Georgia Southern last year. You know, I, I really, I have high hopes for this guy. If not, Powell was actually the quarterback that got hurt. I believe he'll come in, and I have good hopes for him too. Woj, I, either quarterback can play there, kind of like a Georgia situation. They're going to try to pass the ball against Texas State. I know they're going to try to pass the ball against Texas State. Fewest yards in the Sun Belt, that is Troy, doesn't matter. It's not how they play the football. I think they're going to change things around a little bit for this one to take advantage of Texas State maybe being a little tired. The secondary maybe, you know, not having the legs they would normally have. Watch the fourth quarter in this one. I think that's when Troy starts to open it up. I like Troy giving the points.
0: All right, cool. All right, well, I I like Troy giving the points too. I don't know much about those teams, but I like your your <laughs> – Your look at it as, you know, these college football players, they get about 20 hours a week worth of practice and all that. And coming off a game like that, yeah, they're going to be worn down, especially Texas State, who might not have essentially the same facilities as some of these bigger other schools. So uh, just a a couple of things to talk about with some DraftKings guys. I want to talk about some guys that you can get on the cheap this week. That might produce for you, or should produce for you. Marquise Irving, the running back from Minnesota, with Tyler Potts now gone, they're onto the third-string running back. He's only 30, 3900. Walt, does Minnesota like to run the football?
1: Uh, I believe they do.
0: Okay, that's a green light, Marquis Irving. He's only 3900. It's a pretty good investment for the money, right there. You know what they're gonna do. Playing in Minnesota this week is Nebraska, and I don't know if you watched that Michigan Nebraska game wall, but Ramir Johnson, the running back for Nebraska, is only fifty five hundred this week. Man, he looked good in that game. Like they found Nebraska found another playmaker uh, besides Martinez that can do stuff with the ball, and Ramir Johnson, I think, is the dude. Like this guy looked good versus Michigan, a tough Michigan defense, and uh, I like him going in this week, especially only 5,500 in the Minnesota game, just another option at running back. Spencer Sanders, Oklahoma State quarterback, we talk about him a lot in DraftKings because he does so much with his legs as well as his arm, he's 7,100 this week, he's playing in uh, in a game where i think the over-under is going to go way over uh, in the texas game just based on how it played out last week uh he has bounced back he's got a bounce back from that baylor game where he threw three interceptions but with ld brown and desmond jackson out uh and only Leidner, uh G-Geralyn warner in with him to score points i think he's got to be the man and at 7300 7100 he's Essentially cheap, but we already talked about Bohanna, which might be another a better pick. Another guy, wide receiver Jake Beck, the LSU wide receiver, is 5,500 this week. While in T is out, Keishawn Boaty is out for the season, which is awful. I hate to see it because he's one of the best players in college football. They also have four of their other wide receivers out for this game, so. Jake Beck is going to be the guy that's probably going to get most of Botee's routes. Look for him to bounce up this week and have a big workload, especially if they want to compete this week and keep that game tight. Jake Beck's your guy, especially at 5,500. Might not produce Botee numbers, but who knows? It's, it's that weird LSU offense that we'll see. And just a couple quick notes on some bigger plays. Josh Downs, the wide receiver from North Carolina, and Sam Howell, the quarterback from North Carolina. Downs is 8,700, Howell's 9,200, so it's a big, big hit to your bankroll here. But they are playing a matchup that is absolutely crazy. Pittsburgh gives up—I think it's Pittsburgh's wall. They're playing Pittsburgh, right? No, no, they're playing Miami. Excuse me, not Pittsburgh. They're playing Miami, who gives up a chunky yards. He's the most wide, the expensive wide receiver on the board. He's the most expensive quarterback on the board. Your other options that. Probably big play options would be Desmond Ritter from Cincinnati, who's 8100, who probably has about the same potential as Howell, is scoring as many points. Uh, Maybe the matchup isn't quite as good as Sam Howell's, but it's a it's pretty close. And then on the wide receiver spot, you have Addison from uh, Virginia Tech, or excuse me, from Pittsburgh, who's playing Virginia Tech, uh, whose pasty is probably a little bit better than Miami's, but Addison's a pretty true. Good guy doesn't get as many targets, but gets as just as many touchdowns as Downs uh, does. I guess that worked out touchdowns as Downs does. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Downs I think is the is the better play other than Jordan Addison from Pitt just because of the target percentage. He gets 12.1 targets per game, whereas Addison's only getting like five or six. Addison does more with what he gets but Downs just as one of those guys in a game where Miami is just going to give up a ton of points in the air where I think he's the better play at 8,700. Uh, again, it's going to hurt the bankroll, but you know, you gotta, you gotta spend money
1: to make some money. Wall. I always say that, which I'm always saying you got to spend money to make some money, you know, get good players in your team. You'll get points. That's that's how DraftKings kind of works. But I mean, before we get into the last game, which I kind of want to circle back on a couple things you said, one that, that Miami of Florida game, man, they, they're getting seven and a half only. I, I like North Carolina, I like the team a lot, but you remember what happened last year, Woj, in the Miami of Florida, North Carolina I game? I do, uh, I do. Miami's <laughs> out for blood this year. I, mean, I don't remember the exact score, it was something like 260 to seven, it somewhere was around absolutely there. absolutely nuts. Yep. <laughs> yeah, it's, so Miami, you know, I, I, it's not a team I wanna bet against in this specific instance for that reason, but you were mentioning, you were talking about before about Nebraska. Question I wanna ask you is, is there any price point? I mean, and I have to preface this by saying that if you look at the stats as far as Adrian Martinez goes, he's actually having a pretty good season, 162 quarterback rating. But is there any situation where you would put Mr. Martinez on your football team for DraftKings? Uh,
0: for DraftKings? Oh, 100%. Just you because would? he, I, <laughs> I, I would. I mean, the guys had back to back. 30 plus plus point performances one being against Michigan while he just had 31.4 points versus Michigan a really good football team didn't do it quite in the air with completion percentage but he almost had 300 yards so he hit the 200 yard bonus which he's hit every single game this season by the way and he had three TDs in the air that one interception kills him but that rushing touchdown helps him as well and he's had one he's had three four five six Eight rushing touchdowns in the last six games. Wall, that's insane. Uh, I would definitely a hundred percent put Adrian Martinez on my team in this game. I'm not a hundred percent sure, um, just because of how Minnesota plays the game and slows it down, running the ball like they do. But at 7,900, Adrian Martinez is is probably a bargain too. But the thing about it is, is would you rather pay $200 more and get a Desmond Ritter playing against UCF, or would you rather take an Adrian Martinez playing a Minnesota wall? That's where, yeah. that's where my question comes in.
1: That's a, that's a no brainer. Woj, well, you don't have to ask that question? You know the answer. I mean, Desmond Ritter I put him on my team all the time. He's just, he's a draft King God. Whoa, he's God, but I, I guess that's where kind of the divergence comes in between DraftKings and stats, things of that nature and an actual quarterback, because man, he's Nebraska I, I hate to say it, but he's a quarterback. And it's his responsibility. Nebraska has lost some games this year because of Adrian Martinez. Mm-hmm. He's putting up great stats. All this. I mean, we watched the Michigan game. I mean, Woj, why did Nebraska lose that game? They, they lost it because of him. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, dude. It was, and that's, the, the, he, you
0: can't turn the ball over in a no. situation like that late in the game.
1: Michigan stayed in overtime. I remember I, I'm not going to say it's hundred percent his fault, but you know, he, he's not a great quarterback. That's like Oklahoma. I mean, it's just, that's, I guess that's the divergence between DraftKings and football on the field because Martinez, is he's really been shaky as far as, you know, somebody I want to be the quarterback on my team.
0: And, I mean, as much as I used to give Scott Frost shit in this, in this podcast and how he's not a very good football coach, man, the guy has passion. And I that passion, I, I saw on one side of the field, Jim Hardball fist pumping the air, which I've never seen in my life before, by the way. And then on the other side of the field, there is just – there's like a, a rain cloud following Scott Frost around. And it's just like, he's looked so defeated. And I, for a guy that has so much passion, I really felt bad because he actually coached what I thought was a pretty good football game wall. And his team just wasn't there and couldn't come through. But yeah, I, I just thought that was, that was just one of those moments last week where there's John hardball fist pumping. And then Scott Frost on the other side with a rain cloud following him around just looked kind of funny
1: yeah jim harbaugh but yeah I, I know what you're talking about which i, I saw his facial expression but like he kind of knows that it's he, he's done there in nebraska it's just the way it is even if they come through I, iowa stays you know ranked number two in the nation and they beat iowa in the end of the year i, I don't even think that's going to save his job at this point because again i i agree with you i think he's doing a good job the players just aren't you know doing it on the field so
0: yeah all right last game of the day we got colorado state two and three at new mexico two and four Another. Losing teams here. While it's 6 p.m. and no network uh, selected quite yet.
1: No, it'll it'll probably be on ESPN Plus. Maybe not. Which I don't know. Maybe you get some random. I've heard this Fubo (laughs) channel. It might be on that thing. I don't know what that is, but you know. I love talking about this, and I'm glad you, you didn't try to skip it, Woj. I thought maybe you, you try to skip it. I, I don't want Wall talking about Colorado State, New Mexico, <laughs> two, two and four, two and three teams. Hey, man, we're just trying to make some money here, Woj. We've seen Colorado State this year before, right? Yeah, we they have seen Iowa. Colorado
0: State. They played well against they Iowa. They did.
1: They absolutely did, Woj. And this game, they're giving, my it's a minus 10, minus 10.5, depending where you look in Colorado State's giving, over under a 45.5. New Mexico, baby, 320 if you want to put down Hondo, but I'm not taking that side of it, Woj. I really think this hurry-up offense of Colorado State's, we saw it against Iowa. They took the defense a little time to get trouble, probably helped them out against that Penn State team they played last week because they had a little bit of that, you know, they saw that. Hurry up offense with Colorado State. I think New Mexico is really going to have some trouble with this one. Trey McBride, we saw him too. Standout receiver, man, he's really good, really good. I like Colorado State in this one. Alternate lines, I'm probably going to take them too. I'm definitely going to take the main line minus 10, but you can get minus 12, plus 100, minus 13, plus 110, minus 13 and a half, plus 125, minus 17, plus 188. You can bet, Woj. I'm going to have a little bit of money on each one of those, and I'll even it out cross it but I'm liking that you know minus 13 and a half at plus 125 especially I like the over two in this one Moj I don't know if you saw well I'm gonna guess you probably didn't but I don't know if you saw Colorado State's game last week last week
0: no, they I had that
1: wall <laughs> you didn't catch it well I, I caught yeah. it Woj. I'm kind of a degenerate so I, I caught it. they had six field goals last game six field goals can you believe that I mean six field goals you turn half of those into touchdowns that covers the over in this game in itself. They're playing against New Mexico. I mean, Colorado State, six games in a row covering the spread against New Mexico, Woj. Six games in a row. But now on the other side of that, you got four of those last five under, coming in under. So, you know what? I'm going to stick with Colorado State trend, and I'm going to go with the over to buck the under trend. So, you know what I like in this one, Woj? You going to follow me or no?
0: Uh, I like you, Cal- Colorado State, it sounds like,
1: well. There you go. You got it, Woj. You've been listening.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I like your picks there, too. Colorado State looked really strong versus Iowa. That up-tempo offense, like you talked about, I mean, it's it's going to give them troubles for sure. And uh, their their defense actually played fairly well. Uh, so um, good luck, New Mexico State, I
1: guess. New Mexico, Lodge, New Mexico.
0: New Mexico, not New Mexico State. Sorry about that. New Mexico State didn't mean to bog you <laughs> down there. But, you apologize all right, to Bob Davies. Yeah, <laughs> let's go on to last week's uh, Wojan Wall pick'em. Uh, I had Texas, which we talked about, which I thought was a shoe in after that first quarter, but it ended up not being so, so I have another loss. I'm sorry to the fans out there. That's a couple in a row. Wall, you've got a bunch of wins in a row here. You had the Virginia plus three. That was a big game for you. I bet that one pretty hard. Um, this week, Wall, I'll pick mine first because I've picked them the last two weeks as one of my secondary teams, and I've won money. I'm, I've won a lot of money on Michigan and Michigan State this year, and i got to pick them well. i got to pick them. You told me not to pick Michigan last week because they were going to lose. I still bet many anyways they won. I'm betting Michigan <laughs> State this week, minus 4.5 against Indiana. I think they're going to do it
1: easily well. I, 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 I like that pick, Woj. I I mean, I really do like that pick, but the problem is you made it as your pick You should probably lay off yeah. the actual money. <laughs> I'm not saying you don't make money. I'm just saying your pick they I don't know why. You just – not getting good luck, but I, I'll be regressing to the mean pretty soon. I'll be putting money on Michigan State 2.0. You could quote, man, I think that was 4.5, right? Is that what you said? 4.5. I saw 4.5. I thought I saw it at 4 somewhere. No, I think that might have moved, but yeah, 4.5. I'll be laying that for sure, 2.0. I, I want to say, man, what a great time of the year this is. We got college football in swing, Woj. We got the Braves advancing, Woj. We got the Braves. <laughs> you know what? If the Braves win the World Series and the Iowa Hawkeyes win the national championship, I'm going to be a happy man. I'm not going to say I got a parley on it, but, yeah, I got a parley on that, Woj, and it pays big. We also got hockey starting up, too, Woj. Got hockey starting up. You going to oh, bet some hockey this year? I'm going to bet some hockey this year. I'm going to need some help, though. Yeah, I got, hey, I got the algorithms fired up, Woj. I'm going to key a little bit more this year in hockey and NHL and specific player props. I think we can get something there, but I got the algos fired up, machine learning algorithms fired up. I'm, I'm excited, man. We got hockey. We got baseball. We got college football. What's Wall doing with his pick? Well, he's delaying. He can't pick it. Ah, Old Miss <laughs> minus two and a half, Woj. I'm taking Old Miss minus two and a half. I think you've got a buddy, a friend of this program that might be happy about that.
0: Oh, Old Miss, the the, the Old Miss, uh, Miss pick. I like it. Matt Carroll going for it. I do have a buddy down there. He's going to be ringing some cowbells, Wall.
1: Oh, yeah, those stupid ass cowbells. No, but I hey, agree. they're playing tennis too, so i I, I got to take Old Miss, Woj. I don't have a choice. Old Miss it's minus gonna- two and a half.
0: It's going to be a shootout, isn't it, Wall? This is two SEC teams that like to throw yeah. the ball a lot and run it around and
1: do all sorts of shit an offense. Oh, definitely. I mean, it's I, they're betting up that over-under, two. It's at 82 right now. I know it was lower than that. It was probably like 78 or something when it opened, but they're betting that up. This is going to be a high-scoring game, you know. It'll be a good one to watch if you like that kind of football. I won't watch it, but I'm definitely putting money in Ole Miss. You know, I was hoping this game would be on the DraftKings slate when
0: I looked at it a couple weeks ago because I knew it would just drive the price down of everybody else in DraftKings because these guys would all be so high and overpriced. But, uh, yeah, it, it's not on the slate this week, unfortunately, but it is going to be a crazy offensive game, I'm, I'm sure, over there. But uh, I like the old miss minus two and a half. Uh makes Tennessee uh, pay for it here, Wall.
1: Hell, yeah. Rebels and Sparty, baby.
0: Thanks for listening, everyone. You can catch us on Twitter at WWCFB. Our Instagrams is college underscore football underscore rundown. Our website, which you can get all our podcasts and information and contact me and Kyle on, is collegefootballrundown.com. Thanks again for listening, everybody. I'm Woj.
1: I'm Walt. And
0: this was the College Football Rundown. We're out.